Dave's Psych Lectures, part of the Thunderbird 6 Podcasting Network. Is it recording a lot now? <laughs> Did it? Yeah. It works? Okay. I the I really, really, really need a roadie. <laughs> I've uh, experienced how what's it pay? It's absolutely nothing. Ah, okay, screw it for today. We're not going to use that. All right. So today, I want to talk about um, probability mass functions, which is basically the notion here is that you can plot the probability of any, of any given score. It's, it's a thing you can do. Um, because the iPad remote doesn't feel like, like linking up. Again, redundant systems. Um, so you can plot the variable value of any score, the likelihood of any score. So and the probability of all possible events is 1. Right? Think about it. If we have a, we're flipping a coin, we've got a 0.5 for heads and a 0.5 for tails, right? 0.5 and 0.5 is 1. We've got a die. You know, it's got six sides, not one of those 20-sided die all you losers use. It's a joke. Sort of. Um, so, six-sided die, you got one and six for each of those. Six times one and six is what? Well, it's one. So the area under that curve, because you could draw a curve, is going to be one. It's one. Does that make sense? Does the leap from here, I hope this all, this should have made sense. Does the leap to this make sense to you guys? So the area under the curve is 1.0. By curve, do you mean like the normal distribution? Any distribution. Any distribution. It needs to be normal. Okay. So there's a die roll. These really probably shouldn't be bars. They should just be points. But it's 1 sixth times 1. And one sixth times one across, one sixth times one, one sixth times one, one sixth. Hey, look, if you take a whole bunch of one sixths, all but six of them, and out all those areas up to those little rectangles, you get one. Oh. That's good. By the way, it's always freezing in this room, as we know, or really hot. Ironically, this room is sponsored by the PUC. <laughs> I just noticed that on the way in, and I just find the beauty of that. That is too much to bear. It's just great. It's perhaps the greatest thing in the history of the world besides the end of World War II. That was good. <laughs> okay. Oh, speaking of the normal distribution, there it is now. We've all seen that before. Sure. Big fans. One of my favorite distributions. So, zero, so that's, this, is, this is a standard normal. It's got the Z, Z distribution, as they call it or as they call it in the States, the Z distribution. 
move it over. The most common, or at least the most useful to us, is the normal distribution. It's the most useful to us, clearly. It's obviously the most, it's probably not the most common. You know, you always see, remember your intro stats, and you would do these little problems when you first learned about the Z distribution? The probability of a light bulb burning out is normally distributed. No, it's not. Do you think a light bulb company would want it to be normally distributed? Would they want as many bad bulbs as good ones? Like really bad ones as really good ones? No, they'd want it skewed all to hell, wouldn't they? And they are. But it makes for very lousy stats problems. This thing has some characteristics. It's unimodal. It's symmetrical. So those are two good ones, important ones. And it's bell-shaped. That's probably the key things about it. You can define this thing mathematically, let's not worry about that yet. But that's the characteristics, those are the characteristics of the normal distribution. Questions so far? Stuff you've all run into before I know. But if you have questions, ask them. Because chances are, if you have questions, someone else in the class is the same one. Okay. Why is this even useful? Well, many variables are assumed to be normal in the population. A lot of them are, and a lot of them really aren't. But you think of something like human height is a great example. Normally distributed. Um, or I probably weight of people is normally distributed. I just guess it. Of adults, don't throw the kids in there, excuse, excuse of everything. The thing is, because it, and you know about this, there are standard techniques we can use because we have a normal distribution. Okay? So because we have the normal distribution, uh, and it's so common, and we know a lot about it, we have these standard techniques we can use. Sampling distributions are normal. A, and we know that from the central limit theorem. Sampling distributions are just, a sampling distribution is all the values a statistic can take, a distribution of all of the values a statistic can take. And the sampling distribution of the mean is normal. Do you remember that, sampling distribution of the mean is normal? Right? So if we were to do a whole bunch of samples of people's heights, right? And let's say the average height is 170 centimeters, which is what we used last time. Um, and we did samples of size 10. Sometimes you get 190, sometimes you get 140, sometimes you get 160, sometimes you get 180, sometimes you get 170, probably get a few more 170s. And in fact, you end up with a normal distribution of these possible means. It's the same distribution of the mean. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting distribution because it is a distribution of statistics. It's not a distribution of scores. The scores themselves are already are calculated. Sorry, what's the distribution of the statistics? Uh, the, any sampling distribution. The sampling distribution of the mean is the, all the possible values, a distribution of all the values the mean can take. So again, if we take, think about doing heights again, um, we of, say, size 10, we're just, N equals 10. We have 10 people. And sometimes we'll get just randomly 100, a mean of 190. Then we'll get a mean of 100 and, and 
as I said, 70, 150, and then sometimes 160. Try a few more times of those. 180 a few times. A lot of 170s. You actually get all the, those are all the possible values that mean could take. There would be 173 and 194.67 or whatever. But they're all means. It's a distribution of means. Make sense? Does it really? Yes. Okay. Well, you had a, you were kind of like, I'm not sure. I, I, I hate that. <laughs> I just, it's confusing to me. Okay, well, why is it confusing? Because I can explain it. Because they pay me anything. <laughs> okay, what is this? No, I, like I get it. Like it's just a bunch of memes in one distribution. Distribution. Yes. I just don't know when. Like I don't know why. Um. That's the well, sampling distribution of the mean. This is the mean. Is normally distributed. This is just notation, okay, guys? With a mean of u sub x and a variance, or sorry, standard deviation of sigma square of sigma over square root of n. All this says. Now, let's, let's do another, if I draw it up, it might, might help. And in fact, let's draw it up, let's not even think of something that's normally distributed. Let's think of a population variable that is completely not normally distributed. Let's think of sex. Okay? And I'm going to define that as number of Y chromosomes you have. So I don't, I'm not talking about gender identity or anything like that. What about genetic disorders? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can have two Ys and three Ys, and, and I know a platypus is like Y, 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 X, 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 X. We're talking about humans and most of us. We're going to be exclusive. We're going to discriminate against the people with too many Ys. Most of them are in prison anyway. Most of them are in prison. Most of them are in prison. That's how it works. Um, but, so we're going to... What's your score? You could be male or female, right? So your score is going to be, for a male is 1, because we're counting Y chromosomes. For a female is none. It's a 0 and a 1. And it's 1 for males because we're better than girls. So, hey, I'm just talking. I'm being silly. Okay, no protests. I don't want an inquiry. I'm recording it and putting it on the internet, man. I mean, I know I'm being free and open, man. Okay, anyway, so we're going to sample 10 people. What do we expect to get? What's the average of the population, by the way? Well, there's the sex ratio among uh, adult humans is 50-50. So what's the average value then? Yeah, it's 0.5. It's 0.5. So what do we expect to get? If I'm going to sample, randomly sample 10 adult humans, I'm going to actually random sample, I'm going to do a problem. What do I expect to get most of the time if I sample 10 people? Five men and five women, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. So if we were to plot this up, That's going to be our average score. Most of the time, we're going to get these. Right? The most common one we'll get. Sometimes we'll get four women and, ten, and six men, right? It's going to happen. Randomly sample. It's going to happen. But it's not going to happen as often as five, is it? Not quite. Intuitively, doesn't it make sense that we get six men and four women as often as we have four women and six men? Uh, six women and four men? Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah? That makes intuitive sense, doesn't it? 
Now, three men and a baby is a bad movie, <laughs> starring Steve Gutenberg. So I should tell you something right there. But it's also less likely than the four and six. It's probably the same as seven and three, though, isn't it? It's going to happen. It's less likely. We're also sometimes going to get two women and eight men, or so two men and eight women. And sometimes you're going to get eight men and two women. Sometimes we're going to get nine to one or one to nine. And exceedingly rarely, though it will happen, just through randomness, randomness alone, we will get no men and ten women. And just as often, I think, we'll probably get ten men and no women. The shape looks familiar at all? That's a sampling distribution with size, in this case, we're saying ten. So we have a variable here that actually has a a binary distribution, the least possible normal thing ever. That's a variable. Yet, when we, we get a sampling distribution of the mean, we get a normal distribution. And if we were doing, instead of 10, we were doing, let's be theoretical, infinite. We could then connect these dots. And that's neat. So even something that is binary will give you a normal distribution. Flips of coins will be the same way. You can actually do it yourself if you want. If you want a free time in the weekend, get it a die, uh, roll it 10 times, get the average roll, plot it. Do it again, do that 30 times. So again, you've got a lot of free time in your hands. You've got to do 300 die rolls, and you've got to be plotting it some graph paper. So you've got to do this properly. Plotting that out and measuring. But then, draw it, you're going to get a freaking normal distribution. It's the coolest thing. If you don't, you've got an unfair die, and you should put that in your pocket and keep it. <laughs> Take it to Vegas, man. Parlay it. Yeah. 47. That's neat. I think that's neat. There's a mathematical proof of it, too, that really I can't remember, and it wouldn't help anybody. So each of the points on there yes. would be their own distribution. Would be a mean. Would be the, the likelihood of getting that mean. Okay. So a sampling so, distribution is just means. Is, it, is it, a sampling distribution of the mean is oh, a okay. distribution of all the values a mean can take with a given sample size. Can you say that one more time? Yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. Or maybe two. <laughs> Sampling distribution of the mean uh, is a distribution of all of the values the mean can take with a given sample size. Okay? Got it. Right. Also, um, we didn't even talk about this. Do we want to? Yeah, because it's, it's, again, it's just theoretical. It's just intuitive. I'm not going to do a proof or anything. But this thing, I, I actually could figure this out, but I'm not going to because uh, it's binary. It's not hard to do. But it's sigma. Let's just say it's sigma. If we only had two people each time, we'd get a lot more variance than if we had everyone. 
If we sampled all of the humans, every single time, assuming no one dies or joins the ranks of adults, we're going to get the same value every time. If this this thing gets really big, in other words, it gets infinite, it gets the size of the population, what is this quantity equal? Zero. Because here's something new we're doing these. Oh, God. I hated those. You know, all the limits are cool. No. Because you're just imagining, what if it approached infinity? If a fraction approaches infinity in the, oh, sorry, the bottom of a fraction, that's the denominator of a fraction. I really always have to do that. I also have to do the alligator's mouth toward, points towards the biggest piece of food for greater than or less than. That's sad, but I do. Um, but I can explain the limits. Um, if the denominator of a fraction gets really big, what happens to the fraction? It gets really, really small. No matter if it's a sigma on top, a 1, a 38, or a chair, it gets really, really, really small. Chair divided by infinity is nothing. Because you're taking a chair and dividing an infinite number of pieces, you get nothing left. There's no chair. I don't know why I went with chair. But I could have gone with anything Divided up so much that we get into quarks and stuff. Subunits with atomic things and such. I don't know. A long time since you chemistry. Look, look, think about this. All I'm saying yes, is. That's, that's fine. Yeah, okay, that um, makes sense? Yes, that's fine. Okay, oh, is it part of what the chairs even like? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Getting reviews up here now. Okay. No, I'm still trying to figure out. Oh, what? Like, like a sampling distribution and sampling distribution of the mean. A sampling distribution is just a distribution of the values a statistic can take. Any statistic. A sampling distribution of the mean is the distribution of all the values that a mean can take with a given sample size. Make sense? Kind of conceptually, yeah. Okay, what? But I, I'll figure it no, out. No, Chris also had trouble, so I mean, what, 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 like part? Saying, like, seashell by seashores is like confusing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If we, yeah, no, that, that, that's fine, because you're basically saying I'm speaking in limericks or something or gibberish. So, uh, or tongue twisters, I guess. All it is, is I'm saying that the the numbers don't know where they come from. There's numbers. Okay? You understand, both of you, I'm sure, understand the idea of a distribution, the values that some variable took. Right? You both get that. That's okay. Well, these numbers, instead of, instead of just being numbers, are numbers that somebody calculated for, for a mean, and they did it a whole bunch of times. That's all. The numbers don't know where they come from. They're just numbers. So that's all it is. It's just saying that these numbers, in this case, aren't single values of a variable. The variable itself is calculated, right? It's just the mean in this case. Does that help at all? So if Go ahead. the sample distribution is like from one sample. 
the values that you got, you make a distribution. The sample distribution or of the mean is from all of the samples that you took, it will if it's a you, you, you actually never do this. No, it's, but it's like, a theoretical thing. Yeah, but yes. in theory, yes. if you took like 15 samples and you took the means from each of them, yes. the distribution, as long as you can assume that the value is not like the thing that you're looking at is a normal no, it, it, distribution. It will, no, it will be normal. Yeah, like the, the, the variable will, will always be normal. Okay. So, and this, again, think about this. We're going to roll a die 10 times, and you're going to get an average score. It's always going to be normal despite... No matter what the parent population distribution looks like. Even if it's a skewed population... Doesn't matter. Means will always be normal. The, the sample distribution of the mean will always be normal. Okay. That's weird. It is, but think about this. Maddie, think about this. This, this was... You could be a man or a woman... Uh, yeah, 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 I know, gender identity, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm talking about number of Y chromosomes. That's also binary. Or thinking about rolling a die. It's not binary, it's sixery? I think that's a word. It can take six dies. But if you plotted out this average score you get from rolling your die ten times, and you did that a hundred times, so you did a plot of a hundred means of six, of ten die rolls, mm -hmm. you will get a normal distribution. Even though dies one, two, three, four, five, six are equal probability. If you do it with flips of a coin, you get a normal distribution. It's a weird property what's, of the universe. What's, some, like what's something that is skewed? Skewed. Like, uh, the light bulb thing. The light bulb thing is a great example. But uh, if you took the means from all of those where there's like a whole bunch of really good or pretty good light bulbs and then a few crappy ones, if you took the distribution of those means, would it come out normal? Normal. Yep. It wouldn't be skewed even though the. No. So as long as you're plotting means. Yes! Freaking. Yes! Yes! Every single time. See, that's a lot better than sampling distribution of the means, distribution of sampling, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm going to give you some slack, because I just had a kid, but I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> Can you give me a slack on the quiz, too? Because that's... No. Um, no, think about it. All it is is just, they're just means. The numbers don't know where they come from. In this case, they're calculated, that's all. I know it's a weird thing to get your head right. But, and even a skewed distribution, even a binary distribution will give you a sampling distribution that is normal of the mean. Okay. So look at, you, you okay? Is it a bit better? It is better. Okay. And that's the sampling distribution of the mean down. Yeah. Still don't know what a plain old sampling We can have a sampling distribution of the variance. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, oh, great. It, it actually is you. Oh. Let's not worry about that yet. Uh, we'll worry about that some other time. I want to know this. Yeah, let's worry about this. Right. Okay. <laughs> Here's a distribution that I've never seen in my life. I like to call it the looks like a house with weird roof distribution. <laughs> uh, but this is this would be a, a, a probability mass function or density function. They're called both. Um, Values, but what's the probability of getting a number between 3 and 7? Well, it's the area between f at 3, oh man, it's like high school math, and f at 7. It's the area, because the, area, the total area under the curve is 1. It's all the possible scores. 
So getting a score between 3 and 7 is going to be this area here. 3 and 7. 3 and 7. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's just a thing. We need the stone. Yeah. yeah. So the area under that curve, well, we, this, this case would be easy because what do we have? We have this house distribution. Whoops. So that's a rectangle, and that's supposed to be a triangle. And we all know how to do the area of a rectangle, I hope. That would be length times width, and I'm not explaining that one. <laughs> and triangles half base times height. We could do that. Do the area of the dodecahedron. I don't even know. Is it 12 sided? The surface area? Whole. Oh, well then. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, it, this is a fixed, well, this is supposed to be a triangle, that's got in shapes, we can do that. If you've taken calculus, you, you can find the area under a curve. Maddie threw up her mouth a bit. <laughs> it's, of course, the integral of the function between the values of 3 and 7. Some of you have never taken, how many people here have never taken calculus? Most of you. JJ's going to say it's up twice. <laughs> That's great. Both now and in another life, he has a big calculus. This just looks like, that's like that ancient Egyptian stuff, right? <laughs> and right beside this is a bird and then some water. It's just notation. Yeah. <laughs> but that is how you do it. So you might say, I don't know calculus. Well, it sucks to be you. It's your loss. It's too bad. Because calculus makes you a better person. But. <laughs> Just to reiterate. Yeah, so you suck. When I was young, we took calculus in high school. Okay, you want to know, who here wants to know what the curve for the normal distribution is? You probably don't. I'm never going to ask you. Wouldn't ask you this. It's stupid. Why would I ask you this? You look it up. But it is f and x or y equals 1 over the, the standard deviation times the square root of 2pi uh, times e to the negative x minus v over 2 times the variance. e is another constant like pi. Okay? e is just a constant. It's the base of the natural log. Okay? 2.7182818288, blah, blah, blah. By the way, if you know any, if, if you remember any calculus, that is a bitch of an integral to take. That's a hard integral to take. So what you would do, though, is just take the integral of this function, and you could find out with a normally distributed variable, such as IQ. IQ is, we know IQ is normally distributed. You know why? We build the test that way. What is this equation for again? Sorry? That's the, the uh, that's the normal distribution. Oh, okay. So let's say you want to know the probability of having an IQ between 95 and 107. Because it's a statistics problem. Because no one ever asks those questions in real life. But it's a statistics assignment. No one ever, ever, ever asks such questions. 
But let's see, what's the probability of an IQ to 95 and 107? All you do is take this horrible integral and then sub in 95, sub in 107, and it'll give you a number. And you go, oh, there's the answer. You can actually make it a little bit easier because if we make the mean zero and the variance one, which is a standard normal distribution or a Z distribution, um, we get a simpler equation. It actually, you can see that's a little easier. Just even if you don't know calculus, you can look at that and go, oh, I see. Look, the, all the mu's have become zeros, and all the standard deviations have become one. It makes it a little easier. You can see why we actually do this. The reason why we change from any old distribution to a mean of zero, a standard deviation of one, is that it makes this, fu this function, this, this, this equation, easier to look at. That's still not an easy interval to take, but it's a lot easier than the that other horrible, unwieldy thing. It's a little simpler. Still, it's probably easier to just look it up in a Z form. Like, a lot easier. All you do with the Z form, you look at, I've got X minus B over sigma. That's the Z score, right? You should all remember that. 95 minus 100 over 15 is negative 0.32. 107 minus 100 is, is over 15 is 0.466. I am not going to go through looking things up in a Z table. Just not. It's not going to happen. It's something you've done before. It's, and you know what? If you haven't done it in a while, you're worried. Go practice it a couple of times. Oh, I remember. It's not that bad. Um, I actually didn't even use a Z table. I used my calculator, my old calculator that my son has broken. But I got by the first day of graduate school. Actually, meant something to me. Not this calculator. But it had a Z function in it, and you could just plug in the two values, and it would say it's that, which was nice. So the probability of having an IQ between 95 and 107 is 0.31. Hip, hip, freaking hooray. That's a little easier than doing calculus. In fact, it's a great deal easier. I remember looking up values in a Z table. Yes. But I don't remember like having to look between things. No, because I've skipped a whole bunch of steps of what you do there. Oh. Because your Z would be you go minus 0.32, yeah. um, and it would be between, say, 0.5 and 0.32, right? Mm -hmm. And then you'd add that to the, the Z, to give you one score, and the other would be, uh, or sorry, 0 to 0.32, and then 0 to 0.466, and you'd add those two together. Yeah, the probabilities, oh, yeah. probabilities right? right? So you just, yeah, it's, it's not, and this isn't, again, this isn't something that you're going to, nobody does this in real life. You only do this in statistics classes. Do we have to? I wouldn't worry too much about it. <laughs> I wouldn't worry a great deal about this one. No, I mean, you should know conceptually what this does. Conceptually, what you're doing, I'm not saying, I'm not going to, what? You've been tested on this. On tests that I developed and then Dwayne took. <laughs> Actually, most of them have he's made his own. You really made that your own, dog. Statistics idol. <laughs> most boring reality show ever. Statistics idol. See, someone did the calculus for you. How do you think they got all those 
Chronobalutis and the Zentate, but you think they just made them up? Some graduate student, hundreds, a couple, 150 years ago, that was his job. Do all these integrals now. And he said, okay. And he did it. So now you can look it up in a Z table. You don't actually have to know how to take an integral. Which again, if you don't know how to do that, it's sad because calculus is cool. There's also a web tool that I've linked to here. You can take a look at this. Um, this is actually quite useful. And literally, you can just plug numbers in and it comes out. It's great for, for, uh, for doing stuff with a Z table. David Blaine. He's not nearly as good as David Blaine. He's magical with Z tables. You want to see something? You want to see something? I'm going to take the mean of these. Watch this. Now I'm going to lock myself in a coffin doing two tests. Two months. Damn David Blaine. He's a stats professor. David M. Lane. His name isn't David Blaine. <laughs> His name is Blaine. <laughs> this, is what, yeah, this is what it looks like. In fact, I just put these in here. The numbers we had. Negative point. See? You go between, outside, above, below. What was that? What did I do that for? I don't know. See, eventually, when it gets near the end of the third hour of me teaching O in a row, I start to get a little loopy. Which is good for this class. Yeah, I think it is. It's good for me, too, because i got to keep myself interested. I mean, I like this stuff a lot. It's actually, this, you know, I always say this is my favorite course to teach, but every course I teach for the first day, it's always a lie, because this is it. This is actually my favorite one to teach. This one, yes. This one's Unless this one is also a lie. No, it's not. Whoa, you're like Captain Kirk trying to make a machine explode. Listen to me. I, Lazarus, I am. Submit to you that you're bad for the body. <laughs> the episode uh, Return of the Archons. Anyway. See, what you've done here, easy. Go between you, this and this, and look, it gives you the answer. That's the nice thing. That's a really nice uh, web tool. It's really useful. I use it all the time. Okay. Don't worry, we're not going to go anything past this. I know this stuff. This is the first day that it got kind of like, whoa. So it's okay. You can end early. You can ask questions. We could perhaps, we can have a sing-along, whatever you want to do. Um, first of all, every time you look something up in any statistical table, I want you to just for a, a fleeting moment thank the poor bastard of the calculus for you. Because um, it was probably some poor guy and almost circus guy, uh, because it's a long time ago, and that's when we went to graduate school, so probably a guy. Um, and probably kind of a geeky guy, because he's got doing a PhD in statistics in like 1880, so he's probably having a lot of fun. No, he was doing it by hand. Just remember that. So just thank that guy, because he's a nameless, faceless graduate student. I just think, just think, just moan, yeah, just moan the terrible. I didn't have to do that, thank you. You know, so some poor guy did this for you. And that's a, that's a shit job. You know, like, that's not good. I mean, I remember when I was in grad school, and I remember cleaning out bird cages, and I said, you know, the 
The brochure of a Pia scientist mentioned nothing about cleaning up shit. But that's worse. We can now just look it up at a table with that handy-handy web tool I showed you. Uh, and really, it's really pretty simple to do. And it's stuff you already have learned how to do. What I was trying to show you today is you know how to do this stuff. The point of this was to show you why it works, why those tables actually work. And a lot of this course is about why stuff works and how it works, not just like, well, 2126 is like a cookbook, right? It's like when you have this, you do this. This course eventually will allow you to say, well, I don't know what to do, but I can go read a stats book and figure out what I should do. Or I understand that statistical procedure I'm reading that thing, but I can go read a little bit of the podcast is released under a Creative Commons copyright share like 2.5 Canada. Uh, feel free to redistribute the information as you see fit, but please don't make any money out of it. And if you do, you got to tell me because I'm reserving that right. Giving up all the other ones, including uh, mash it up any way you want. Okay. Um, 
Also, of course, give me attribution. If you want to get a hold of me, my email address is dave.broadbeck, B-R-O-D-B-E-C-K, at algomau.ca. My website is people.auc.ca slash broadbeck slash blog. Uh, most of the music, uh, all the music's Podsafe, and most of it comes from GarageBand.com or the Podsafe Music Network. See you next time.